The book of Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and in the original, in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. <clears throat> we know that it isn't, it isn't possible to seek the kingdom of God and the righteousness of this kingdom separately or even together. The reason for this is because the identification of the kingdom of God in the temple of our body is such a righteousness that reveals itself in peace and joy. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Romans 14, 17, 18. We need to pay attention to two things. First, if the kingdom of heaven within us is not in the Holy Spirit, then what is within us is not the kingdom of God or His Holy Spirit. As the kingdom of God inside of us, in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, indicates the fact that the given person received the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of his life, which gave him the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit and depend on the Holy Spirit. And secondly, that this person, by receiving the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord and Master of his life, has grown in the Eden of his heart the fruit of righteousness, which reveals itself in his heart in supernatural peace and supernatural joy. Which is why such a person, by the means of the grown by him fruit of righteousness in the Holy Spirit, received the ability to serve Christ, and by this service he has pleased God. Therefore the commandment, but seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, the given commandment indicates the presence of two instruments in the spiritual aspect as well as the materialistic aspect, which identify the role of God as well as the role of man. If we desire to have success in both aspects, then it is very important for us to correctly maneuver in both of those categories. This is upon the condition that when the spiritual aspect, consisting of spiritual thinking, will not only be the priority over the physical, but also our calling and our role, which will give God the proper foundation to fulfill His role. <clears throat> and this consists in the fact that He took upon Himself the responsibility for our materialistic well-being. The spiritual aspect is the invisible area of our faith in God and His Word, or our trust and hope upon them. Listen, my brother, beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which He promised to those who love Him? James 2.5 <clears throat> The physical or materialistic is the territory where you can see and feel in our relationship with the physical world, which needs to be built or be governed by the invisible. <clears throat> For example, faith in God, health, family and friends, life's experiences, knowledge and habits, materialistic valuables in the form of money, it is not possible to have success in any of these above-mentioned aspects, areas, not possessing two categories of instruments in order to achieve success, consisting in the role of God and man. These are first spiritual instruments and second physical instruments. Someone focusing a lot of his attention to physical instruments forsakes the spiritual, and another, the opposite, concentrates or focuses a lot of their attention to spiritual instruments forsake the physical. This disbalance 
instruments has been the reason for the problems of many people because only together these instruments bring success. The spiritual instruments is sowing into your spirit the seed of the Word of God that is the spiritual investment or spiritual capital investment. Blessed is the one who sows besides all waters, who sends out free, uh, freely the feet of the ox and the donkey. The physical instruments is sowing or placing materialistic valuables and bringing them to a wellspring where you receive the seed of the word of God. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit, spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due time we shall receive if we do not lose heart. Sowing into the spirit is sowing into a person who is uh, instruct who then the instruction that's given at the same time the so sowing into the flesh is sowing into the materialistic uh, self and so sowing to the spirit will this is the wisdom that we receive the thing is that spiritual investments they are called to uh, reveal themselves in results of materialistic things giving your tithes and offerings to God without the investing of your materialistic uh, means if you do invest then you will be successful in many different things experience in other things and so it's not possible to benefit from things that you have not invested into. You receive money because you work. This is your invested time. And so we need to remember that many people have many investments and uh, receive a lot of uh uh, a lot of that back or their investment turns back to them and they get a lot of money back but there's nothing spiritual that is coming back to them only materialistic in that case it says in First Timothy 6, 5 and lower, use, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a mean of gain. From such withdraw yourselves. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, and having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. First Timothy 6, 5 through 11. And so our investment or us investing into uh, worldly things is our work. I'm not talking about businessmen. There's not as many of them. But we're talking here about just people that work, those that work and receive money for the work that you've done. This is your invested time. And then God blesses you with what you have, that money. And so the scriptures say, you can have a small income, 
But as we have invested our energy, our effort, we did it for the Lord, and in this way we served God, God then makes what he did with the widow. She, as you remember, the flour and the oil that was in her pot did not diminish. And it's the same thing with us. Don't look at those people that may have a lot more uh, that may have the wisdom to uh, turn businesses or to uh, are successful in, in the business world. Don't strive for things that you may not have been called to. God will bless you in your calling. You will be content in the little that you have. You will be the happiest people on the earth. Because remember that the wealthiest of people <clears throat> that are uh, uh, many of which are actually possessed or in other words there's a demon that coats them they're always talking about expanding their business and their money they're always afraid that their money will disappear they always want to put them into something to receive more and that's all they think about they think about things of the world a person of God, when God calls him to business, he's not thinking or worrying about that part. He receives wisdom of what to do and he does it. But he thinks about the spiritual things. This is his priority. And so many people who do not have business businesses but just work on their jobs, they're also always thinking about money. They're always thinking about how to increase their income instead of listening to the Lord. Uh, invest in your time and <coughs> in, in invest uh, your time in your work and do it as for the Lord. Because when you do it as for the Lord, then is this is called uh, you capital, you're investing your capital. So spiritual instruments this is sowing into the spirit when we take that part that we have received that tithe that we have and we invest it in the into the instructor but we're not giving to the instructor yeah you are giving it into the body of Christ but the instructor the pastor or the apostles whomever is in uh, the head he is responsible then for that money how to then uh, use them or distribute that as, as God wants and so they fall into my uh, into for, so the person then needs to decide what to do with them and so it says bring your money into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and in this way God opens up the wellspring through the instructor and gives us then revelations from above why do people not receive revelations from above because they don't sow into the instructor they bring their tithes but they think that they will receive a uh, benefits, physical benefits from that. We need to not think about receiving physical benefits. There will be a benefit, but it will be a very different benefit. It says, bring your money to the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and I will open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. But the heavens that are open, that bless us, are the revelations of God and God then from that much he blesses us why do people not have spiritual food in their churches that right food because they don't sow into the instructor 
they uh, just push people who will give more money today or who will, by revelations, give more. We already have the revelation of how you're supposed to give. Separate the tithe from what you earn. That is the greatest revelation. This is a commandment that is at the base of all the rest of the commandments is at the at the foundation. It has not gone anywhere. It's never changed. It's never just been a part of the Old Testament because it existed in the Garden of Eden. This was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it existed also when the patriarchs worshipped God. They honored God with their tithes and their offerings. There was no law yet as the law of Moses. The law came later. But the commandment that was at the base of all the rest of the commandments, it also found its place in the law. And when the law, uh, then we find then the, the law of grace, and the apostles right here in the Old Testament, in the service of the Old Testament, tithes were taken by mortal men, but here in the New Testament, those have immortality. He just compares the Old and New Testament, and so <clears throat> those people who still think that in the New Testament there's no indication of tithes and that we need to just give according to how much we want, uh, how much or where we want, uh, yeah, you give, you need to give to God cheerfully and voluntarily, but give it according to His instruction. Not how much we want, but he, how much he wants. Uh, he says, I blessed you, <clears throat> and in this blessing, there's something that doesn't belong to you. This is my part. I trusted it to you. Never ever think that it does belong to you. I just trusted you with it. I'm testing you, testing to see what you will do with what belongs to me, with my holy piece, my holy part. And when a person understands and he completely, he doesn't have any uh, other feeling about it. He knows it's God's belonging. He's glad to give it to God. And when he serves God with his tithe, he testifies before God, Heavenly Father, I am your belonging. I am your tithe. I am your holiness. And so you confirm then that you are his holiness by giving your tithe. I received this and it's in my possession within my within my hands, but it doesn't belong to me. And I bring it before you. I lay it at your feet. May your nation Israel be blessed because God will bless us <clears throat> together with the church, through the church, and not just people separately within the church. Let us now sing, stand and sing a song. We will honor God with our tithes and our offerings, with joy and with the gladness of heart, because this is a surprising moment. The heavens bow down at this time. The angels begin to rejoice. Hell is ashamed, because hell is only activated by one thing. There's Mammon that has captured all of the nations, the people and organizations. They serve God because of greed, but we serve God because of love for Him, because we want to honor Him. We want to acknowledge His authority over ourselves. Let us sing.
And so I shall again remind us gladly that every time when Israel honored their God with their tithes and their offerings in the Temple of Solomon, Tabernacle of Moses, they honored him with tithes and offerings. They were required, as a command God gave Moses, to stretch out their hands over their tithes. Moses received this revelation from the Lord. We are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have sustenance within your house. I do not give in impurity. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now, in accordance to your words, I pray, right now, may our heavenly windows be open to us, and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <laughs> 